Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-2144-800-280-2144-800-280-2144. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with my co-host, Denise Dirks, Cal Hunter behind our... uh, slanted glass that we talked about hour number one call us at 855 law radio remember seek local counsel uh we're talking about general topics of law see our disclaimers at radiolawtalk.com you can only use us and what we say around the dinner table with the in-laws when they say they say and if they say you know what they say the following you can counter that with you know what Radio Law Talk says and Denise Dirks and Fred Penny and Cal Hunter and Todd Cunin say? And then you can use that to counteract those they-sayers, especially around the dinner table, usually Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, whatever. And you will be a favorite, a crowd favorite. But now we can gather over the Fourth of July like with three people and face masks around a little teeny tiny barbecue made of one briquette. Cal, are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. What? I was shocked. I was shocked. So yesterday I traveled quite a bit. Um, and as you know, we, I have offices in California, but I do deal dealings with partners in other states. So and primarily in the West, in the Western in the area. West. Yeah. Actually, I'm all over. Oh, no, no, he's no, no, we're nationwide. We're in 45 states. But I'm saying you're traveling yes. primarily. Uh, yeah, but so where I had to go is I had to go to San Bernardino, California. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful place. Right, no, ready for this? I was shocked. San Bernardino, then I had to go to Salt Lake, and then back to San Bernardino, and then I had to be in Van Nuys, then Sac. Anyway, I traveled all over. And as I flew into San Bernardino, I grab my mask, I get out of the plane, and I walk in. It's what's called an FBO, which is kind of a private airport. That stands for Fixed Base Base Operator. Operator, Right. right? And it's separate from the airport. It's kind of on the side. And I go walking out there, and I look. The people on the line have no masks on. Don't forget, this is California. This is California that's the last place to to do anything. And then I walk into this facility, which, by the way, gorgeous facility, you know. Walk in. I look at the workers, and nobody had masks on. I look at everybody sitting around. And there's not. There's probably eight people. A lot of them are pilots, private pilots, and and you know some of their passengers. Nobody's wearing masks. That means the good guys nobody's are winning. Nobody's wearing masks. And I was like, so I didn't put my mask on. And I'm like, wow. And I guess apparently, maybe I'm not wrong, but San Bernardino County is saying. It's not a big deal. I don't know what's going on, but that was bizarre to me. They're, you know, they're surrounded by desert, right? 
don't San know. Bernardino County is surrounded yeah, by desert. That's yeah. there's a lot of desert and and also um it's not that much population. Yeah, Isn't it yeah, a lower population? Yeah, yeah. So maybe most of them are vaccinated. And or, it could be their numbers are low. I mean, yes. if their numbers are low and they've got a high vaccination rate, mm-hmm. and they calculate, the, the state does and the counties do, on the number That's of right. cases per 100,000 people. And so if your numbers are low. You I should have shut up, right, it, Cal? Can you see it? It is, it is, it is it. county by county but, and not the whole state but mandate. But you see the problem now? I do. Governor, Governor Newsom's listening to me. He listens to me probably all the time. Fred Penny. Oh my gosh, we gotta send the we gotta send the troops down to San Bernardino <laughs> County. I'm Gavin Newsom. Hey, where that? Wait, wait a minute. Where's the, I'm heading over to the French Quarter to go eat some food. You know. <laughs> Sorry, but we're politically neutral. But I gotta laugh about that one. And so, but anyway, I was kind of shocked. It was, it what was, about in Utah? It was quite uh, delightful. Uh, no, no masks in Utah. At least people see. Here's the deal. People. Some people are wearing masks. Some aren't. And more power to you if you wear them. Go for it. But. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. I just. I to me, I'm just kind of one of those. Again, I grew up in Penryn, right? Look up Penryn. Those of you all over the United States, we're nationwide with this radio. P E N R Y N. Look right, that not up. Penguin. Yeah, Penryn. Six hundred and five population. I tell you, I rolled in manure. I drank out of the ditch water. There ain't nothing killing me. <laughs> I, just, I, I knock on wood, man. That's Hug the pig. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know. what. I, I'm the picture of that guy that had all the grimy, slimy hands, and we, we played in the ponds and swam. We swam in ponds that are muddy and little frogs popping up next to you, bullfrogs, and that's what I swam in. And I'm like, now, mine was Oakley, Idaho. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, Same yeah. thing. So I don't know. For me, I'm just like, yeah. anyway, but we're, we're having a wonderful time. We're going to do a case or no case. Remember, we're talking about uh, a number of issues concerning the Supreme Court. The main one we're going to talk about is whether or not a school child, and I know you've heard it, but we're going to come from lawyer's perspective now, and I'm going to talk about the Tinger case a little more, uh, but I bet you the the pundits didn't talk about the, the case that's based on. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court, whether or not a child outside school does some, I'm going to say derogatory things. If they can discipline them on for school can the activities, school right? Discipline in the school. Them. And you know what's the shocker to me? To be honest with you, this is an anecdotal thing. And again, we're staying neutral, and everybody's got their different ways of doing things, right? Right. But I'm going to say this. I found out she, the the young gal who's now 18. This happened when she was 14. Said that her parents never disciplined her. Or we're more worried about her, I guess. And I get that because teenage girls at 14, are, that's that's a rough time. But she was never disciplined or never really. I'm gonna, I, could, I could read the quote. But basically, yeah, no, but think about it. My When I came home from school and I did something wrong and I was suspended or did something, oh first thing my dad asked, what did you do wrong, son? Right. <laughs> never, not nowadays, it's I'm going to go down there and beat the teacher up. What did the teacher do to my kid? Right. No, it's like, what did you do wrong, son? No, if, I, if that came, the first sound I heard was the belt coming out. Yes. And the yeah. second one was, what did you do? There was no presumption of innocence on right, my part, right. ever. That's so true. Ever. Right, right. You right. know, I used to get my brother, and I'd say, hey, my the school called today, and I know what you did today. Oh. And he'd go, you do? i go, yeah, you better just confess. And then he would tell me what he did, and there was no call from the no school, by the way. And I would system. then hold it in my pocket. 
<laughs> until I needed it. Oh. If you don't do this, then I'm going to tell. So Denise Dirk, <laughs> blackmailer in yep. training. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. That works. I was good at a young age. That worked. <laughs> do we have just time to set up our case or no case or not, Cal? You tell me. Uh, no. Let, I mean, me, let uh, me look. I, I think it might be kind of a longer one. Is there, yeah. is there a theme? The theme is hot pants that are not cool pants. Ooh. Let's wait. Let's wait. I, yeah, like let's wait. That. I don't have time. Let's wait. We don't have time because he's got to go over there. But let's. Well, I want to go jump back into the student discipline thing, and this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to have case or no case the next segment. But what we're talking about is is a child who was on the cheer. She was a junior cheerleader, right? And and she didn't get bumped up to the varsity, and she was mad. So she went on her Snapchat and said some interesting things and used the middle finger. And they disciplined her and for, what, about a year took her off the cheer. And her dad filed a, law, a civil lawsuit on her behalf saying that that was unconstitutional. Yeah. You can't. You can't. That's her free speech. She was on Snapchat. But did she have her at uniform home. on? At home. No, no. No. She was just at There's home. There's no connection. Okay. That's connection. the weird part. It's going yeah. to be – this is going to be a really fun one right. to yeah. see and how it turns out. What's interesting is that the um, – that, that, that the uh, they used this the Tinker case, which is back in 1965 of of a family uh, that was against the Vietnam War, and this family uh, had their children go high school all mm-hmm. the way down to age 11 yep. that had armbands that said something to the effect, you know, stop, stop the war, war. stop mm-hmm. the war, and the Supreme Court came out in that case and said basically, no, they can wear it, and there's a test that they went through the Supreme Court to determine that's free speech. The kids could wear, and this was, by the way, on the school property. Mm. And not in this case that we're talking about today is off school property. And so the, uh, you'll be interested to see what happens with the courts in the Tinker case and how they apply it. And there's a test we're going to go over to determine whether or not Ooh, this right. is free speech for this gal outside of the school system. And or whether the school can discipline for yeah. for activity. Don't forget, we're kind of in the bullying mode now situation. Also, uh, uh, yeah, and, that's and, true. And the, the best climate. Part, and the interesting part about it, Denise, we talked. There's it's there's conservatives and liberals all over the place, kind of holding hands on it. They're all it's all over the place. There's no it's not a division between liberals and conservatives. It's so a fascinating case. We're I gonna come back with case or no case. Then go over that that uh, case that we just talked about about that child. The case of the cool hot pants is coming up on Case or No Case and the Supreme Court case that Fred and Denise have been talking about next on Radio Law Talk after we take our first break at this hour, which we'll do, and we'll be right back. Hold on. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to StraussNaturals.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, StraussNaturals.com. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. 
Strohs Hard Drops are safe, and Strohs guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking Hard Drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Quack car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. That's 800-493-6112. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 Radio Law Talk I like that show That's true This is Radio Law Talk Cal, we're ready for the most important part. You're, so you're telling me that you yes. think I should get over there to the open and roll this right here? Now it's here time to play Case or No Case. Remember, no wagering. We're in a no betting state. I want to make sure that that's clear. <laughs> we're in a no betting room yeah. either. 
They were called by the manufacturer cool pants, okay. active wear that kept the wearer cool during workouts, up to 15 degrees cooler than the ambient temperature, the ad said online. This was said to be done by the fabric because it wicks away the sweat. The evaporation then cools the body down. So federal agent Ellery Jameson of Phoenix, Arizona, decided to give them a try. Spent more than 100 bucks, got one of the cool shirts, the cool shorts, even got cool socks. Now, she was a runner working on a triathlon training regime. So in late June of 2019, she took off on a lunchtime training run of 15 miles. After six miles, she felt really sweaty. After the ninth mile, she was breathing hard and, and lightheaded, needed to stop and cool down somehow, but she just couldn't cool down. Her running companion, Mary Ann, said then she stopped, clutched her head, and fell over unconscious. Mary Ann took all the proper steps, called 911, got the water on her friend, got her breathing, cooled her down. When the EMTs got there, they said, heat stroke, a severe case. Ellery was at risk of permanent brain damage. So off to the hospital, she went in an air-conditioned ambulance, but the damage was done. The heat stroke left Ellery with some damage to her brain that compromised her right side, meaning that running would never be the same. And in fact, her life would not be the same. After her release from the hospital, she went home and it was rehab, rehab, rehab. And then she went to an attorney and said, cool pants, my burning bum. I, <laughs> I like that quote. Cool pants, my burning bum. <laughs> well, maybe not. Or burning man, whatever. Yes, yes. I was hotter than I'd ever been. So hot, I suffered a severe case of heat stroke, damaging my ability to earn money as I can no longer be a field agent for the Immigration and Naturalization Service because I can't pass the physical. So she asked her attorney, case. Or no Let's case. Guess Denise has to I start. I do ask start. You first. And what this one's you? on your alley. And this I, is up right yeah, up my alley. Is, I'm trying to kind of keep them. I kind of like it. It's yeah. kind. Of, it's a really fun thing. Mm -hmm. um, what was the name of the company again? Cool, cool pants. Cool pants. Is it how they advertise cool themselves. Yeah. They okay, so can victim? I don't know what else to call her because I forgot her name already. Plaintiff. Plaintiff. Can plaintiff sue Cool Pants because she ran nine miles and had um, a heat stroke and got brain damage? That's the question. In Phoenix in the beginning of summer. Uh, in Phoenix in the beginning of summer. Okay, so that's a very important fact. I think it is. That's yeah. because what happens in Phoenix? Hot. It gets over 100 degrees. Almost nine months. Should you be wearing yeah. pants yeah. in Phoenix? Well, they're short. Yeah, they're, they're short. Cool. They oh, they were shorts. Pants. Yeah, yeah. But they're called cool pants. Cool pants. Cool. She forgot cool pants. It meant is a me. case, and she loses because the court took judicial notice of the temperature that day, Ooh. and it was over 110 degrees, and nobody in their right mind should be <laughs> running nine miles <laughs> in that kind of temperature. Oh. But you're training for it. Okay, fair enough. Fred, what say you, my friend? Um, this is a case. It's a plaintiff's case, and the issue becomes, um, you know, the lady lived in Arizona. The, 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 the question that Denise brought up is they should have taken judicial notice of the heat, but that doesn't matter. Cool pants would know that people are using this in the Arizona heat, and that's the purpose of it is usually people in a heated 
country, state, city would probably be using cool pants. People in Alaska probably aren't using cool pants. <laughs> so, or, or Greenland or Iceland. But so the knowledge that they were going to use it there, the issue was, was there a warning? And I guess the question was, was there a warning label? And or were they not working according to what they um, – what, what was that, there a product manufacturer defect? Well, no, or defect, or or what they advertised? How did they advertise oh, it? False advertising. Yeah, would it be false advertising or not? All that stuff we don't know. But I'm going to say it's a case, and it settles out of court. Hmm, that's uh, great. Federico Santavo. Well, I can I can make this easy for let's all make of it you. Easy. Uh, let's see. We um, both said it's a case. Then he said it was a case, and Fred said it was yes. a case. He did. Oh boy! I'm so hard. How, how, how did you get all that information? In I one? saw the I saw an ad for them in Popular Mechanics, and I said and I read all the information on them, and I said this is really interesting, and this will make a good case or no oh, case. Oh, he just flat out had nothing to do. He just nailed it. Could I say something? Yeah. yeah. Cal gets three points. He's on the board. Yes, finally, right? <laughs> and next time, we all know Mr. Rogers' neighborhood theme song. Someone tried to borrow it, and Fred Rogers was not happy. So next time on Case or No Case, we all want to stay tuned for that. 1965, Tinker v. Uh, I can't remember. How remember uh, Dismaria, Independent. No, no, Des Moines, Dismaria. I can't read my writing. It's Des Moines. I knew that <laughs> from my head. I, it says Dismaria. I wrote so poorly. Tinker v. Des Moines School, uh, school District. 1965 is a very famous case called the Tinker Test and the Substantial Disruption Test. Those of you who have been talking about this all week and the pundits have been talking about this case uh, where the girl is off campus and Snapchats because she's upset. She wasn't able to go on the varsity cheer team because she's on JV. They kept her on JV. She uses the middle finger and she uh, says some expletive things. The school district uh, basically uh, for one year goes... uh, they go ahead and um, and suspend her from the cheerleader being a cheerleader, and uh, her dad sues. Right? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back. But the dad sues, and let me tell you what happens. The dad sues, and the court uh, the court in Tinker holds a school must show a student action caused something more than a mere desire to avoid discomfort and unpleasantry from a controversial viewpoint. Cal, you're just going to go out on this, just so you know. It must materially and substantially intervene with uh, the requirement of discipline in the operation of a school. That is the standard that the court's going to have to understand and read for this case. Wow, so it can't just embarrass you. It has to really no, cause a problem. No, it has to really cause an issue wow. or a problem wow. for them to stop this free speech cool. or make them so they cannot, they can be disciplined. We'll be back with Denise Dirks and Cal Hunt. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk 
is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow. One one ninety two eight. I like the Amadrosa Valley. Oh, come on. I'm me at this time. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info. At radiolawtalk.com. Dot com. Now, now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. We were talking about student Snapchat profanity and the Tinker case that's up with the Supreme Court. Tinker was a case that was decided a long time ago whereby the uh, family members wore stop the war uh, armbands. They were, were, were anti-Vietnam War protesters. That's exactly right. right okay. And they wore them to school. And the question in that case was, can the school make them take off the armbands or is this free speech? And the Tinker Court said free speech, right? But there's another interesting case I remember we talked about a long time ago, and that was where a student wrote an editorial and did some investigative work into some things at the school that were not necessarily proper and published it in the school paper. And the Supreme Court said, no, the school, it's a school newspaper. Therefore, the school has control over administration as opposed to the student journalists. Absolutely. So it's interesting how that goes, isn't it? It does. And it does seem to be the connection to the school. So in the Snapchat profanity case, the trial court upheld the school's decision to uh, punish the student and make her be a stay off a cheer for a year. And um, they said that the Tinker case doesn't really apply. Right. So the appellate court said, no, this is a distinction from the Tinker case because the actions in Tinker were happened at school. And in the Snapchat case, uh, the student at issue was off campus at a store with a friend when she 
you know, said basically. Which he did what she did. Yeah, yeah the right, profanity-laced right, um, right. thing, uh, complaining about the school, about cheer, about softball, about all this stuff. And so this is going to be a very important case. And if if the Supreme Court applies the substantial disruption test that was set forth in Tinker, it's going to be hard for them to show that what her what she said in the Snapchat, which, by the way, was supposed to go away and never be seen <laughs> after it was That's posted. That's the theory. It fades up and goes away. Right. <laughs> right but somehow the school saw it. Um, so they have to apply the substantial disruption. So if they find that Tinker is not distinguished here because there is no on-school um, action Conse- no or speech. Right, yeah, right, right. yeah, and, and all of that. So we're going to watch this because this is really going to be a fun case to watch. It is something that like Fred said, it it applies to there's bullying in today's world. And at schools, um, the school has a really big interest in trying to stop bullying. They just do. And so do parents. Well, the thing I find sad about this, Denise, is that this sophomore, right? Was she a sophomore? Has so many grievances against the school and apparently no place to let them out except on Snapchat. I mean, if things were really all that bad with softball and really all that bad with cheer, who can she, who can she talk to about it other than just spout off? You know, I mean, something doesn't quite seem right to me. Well, why does she feel the need to publicly do it? Because once you enter into Snapchat, it's no longer just a, a private conversation, right. right? It's all out there. It right? is. It yeah. is a public statement. And what kind of freedom do we have for public statements? Clearly, if she had said... Let's go uh, burn down the school. Right. Right. Let's go hang the principal or some stupid thing like that. Exactly. Well, that, that's an issue. That's a threat. Right. right. That right. would not be protected speech right. because it's really a call to action that could be dangerous action. So at some point when speech is done, there is speech that's going to cross the line and not be protected speech. And there's speech that is protected clearly. There's a bright line to it. And then there's this gray area. And especially when you're talking about, I believe, students and schools. How much do you suppose her age or her status as a student is going to end up playing into this? I think it's going to play a lot into it because what she said really, and it's recognized as kind of mere teenage angst. Yeah. Right? And in today's world, I mean, I... There's plenty of that. (laughs) Yeah. And they may shake, you know, shock the conscience here, but teenagers cuss a lot. No. Use potty mouth language. Yes, yeah. and I even have my F word Friday sometimes. Yeah. If you don't right? believe me, you should be on a football practice field sometime and just bring your earplugs. That's right. That's <laughs> right. right. And right. so, you know, this really is, I think it's a very timely case. And I think one of the things we're going to see about what's going on with the Supreme Court right now is that they really are picking and choosing carefully the cases that. They are uh, deciding to hear. Why do you suppose they took this one? Well, because the trial court said one way, the appellate court said another, and it is free speech. And it's a perfect free speech case because the actors, one of the actors, the school, is a government entity. Right. So it is a really perfect case to bring up free speech because, remember, the Constitution is a limitation on our federal government. Interfering with our free speech. That's right. exactly right. It's that limitation. How would you rule? Or how do you think they will? I know I know it's hard, but just, I mean, based on what you know so far, predict the outcome. It'd be fun. I think they're not going to apply Tinker, and they're going to distinguish that it's not on-campus conduct. And thus, the school does not have a substantial 
circumstance to impose the restriction. I think they're going to distinguish it from both Tinker, which is a great case, you bet. Yeah. And about free speech and when you are allowed on campus to be able to say, stop the war. I mean, it's a big public um, issue and one that a lot of people had um, strong feelings either way about the Vietnam War. Yep, they did that, um, yeah. Right. And here, we're not – this isn't such a huge public um, issue. We're not talking about cheer is the end of the world, you right. know. Right. It was just one person who was upset because she didn't make the team. She right? didn't get elevated. Yeah. Well, I mean, make it yeah. up to the next team. Right? Yes. Yeah. I was a uh, JV cheerleader. You were? Yes. And it, uh, this is going to be anecdotal. But um, when I was a JV cheerleader, um, I, I didn't get caught. But my other um, cheerleader friends um, and I went into the boys' bathroom at the school. We locked the door, no. and we were cheerleading in there. And then some of us left, and right before the teacher came in, and the teacher came in and caught the others. And I had friends that were not elevated to, to varsity but got demoted. And they got put on JV, and then there were JV that got promoted to varsity because of that one incident. That because girls were in the boys' bathroom and we were chilling, it was connected to cheer. <laughs> but were there any boys in there at the time? No, there were no boys at the so time. Was in the bathroom, yeah, because you like the echo and all of that, probably, or the acoustics. <laughs> That's exactly right, and we like yeah. the danger of it <laughs> and the risk. Let's not forget the risk. But yes. you weren't smoking cigarettes or weed or anything. No, you're just no. in there yelling. Oh well. And we could have argued that was free speech, yeah. right? We yeah. could have said we were doing our cheers, so that's free speech and we're protected. However, it happened on campus. Yeah. It happened during a school day, and it was related to our positions of being cheerleaders. And I think looking back on it, that the discipline in that case about the demotion um, was right. And thank goodness I didn't get caught because I would never have been on JV cheer after that. So it was appropriate. It was appropriate. I, I think most times what happens to students in school, if if the teachers and, and administration doesn't do something when they're angry, uh, you know, when things cool down, I think most times the punishment fits the crime. And most times the students know it. You know, yes. I, I think they go, well, you got me. And OK, fair enough. I, I, I took a risk. I lost. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and what we were talking earlier about the Supreme Court being very picky about its cases, one of the cases that it rejected is a very interesting case, too. It's a Texas versus California state case. Oh, cool. And because it is state versus state, it's what's called original jurisdiction, and it goes directly to the Supreme Court. We're not talking about trial courts, appellate courts. It just goes right up to the Supreme Court. And the court can decide to hear it or decide so not to hear it. So they still decided not to hear it, even though there, that would be huh, – that's They did. And you know what it was about? No. And I think I can explain that too. Uh, it's where um, in Texas they did not – they allowed for adoption agencies to say, I am not going to – uh, we're not going to allow adoption to LG, LBGDQ. Right. L, I'm saying that wrong. LGBTQ. I said it right. Okay. And and that was based on religious reasons, right? Because Constitution also protects your right to religion and your religious beliefs. Right. And But California then said, hey, we're not going to have travel between California oh, and, yeah. and Texas. Right, 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 right. We're not going to let our government – and." Uh, 
our government If they're going to go to a convention, we're going to say we're not yes. going to pay and you're not going to go. You're not right. going to Texas because right. of this restriction. Because in California, California says LBGDQ people are protected, right? So it's like an idea between the states about the, how the Constitution applies. And they, because the U.S. Supreme Court rejected it, both states are right right now. So both the, states are no right. So there's no prevailing party and the... And you can't appeal away from the Supreme Court, I'm guessing. That's right. So huh. now we're wow. going to have to follow that, what happens now at the state level, and whether or not we have another conflict, if you will. All right. Stay tuned. Up. Denise, thank you. Radio Law Talk will continue in just a minute right here. Stay tuned, please. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. 
Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years... People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-451-1124. 800-451-1124. That's 800-451-1124. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. you pay my fee i'll take your case this is radio law talk with frederick penny or denise dirks <laughs> and yeah well and well, i mean fred fred had to go something pressing came up and that's good and and uh isn't it fun to have him on the show he's back that was we missed him a couple of weeks when he wasn't here now we're missing todd that is so true. We're missing Todd, and um, and Fred will be back next week. So this is our last segment of this our second it. hour. This is it. Yeah. And we've been having a lot of fun talking about the Supreme Court cases, what they will hear and what they won't hear and what they've heard. And it's been a really fun time. I wanted to talk about, real quickly, about the California Disclosure Rule. For charities, because the Supreme Court has taken this one up. So what does that mean? In California, they require charities to do an IRS form um, disclosure of their top donors. Um, so that the they it's a disclosure issue and it's also um, an issue with regard to taxing and, you know, to make sure that everything's correct under state law. So in other words, let's say... It was the Denise Dirks charity for, for Wayward Cats, or the Todd Cunin charity for Wayward Cats, and I donated, you know, the most to the charity, let's just say. Yes, then I would have to, as, as, a, as a charity person, yeah. I'd have to provide that IRS form disclosing you. And that's public information? It does become public. How's that fair? Well, that's the argument here. The argument by the charities is this is going to stop people from donating to the charities if they're don because a lot of times people donate anonymously right yeah. right and um and the interesting interplay here is because california's requiring it and it's an irs disclosure so it does have a federal component to it wow and so the supreme court said hey we're gonna hear this and in fact they heard it last monday and the supreme court justices were very skeptical of this they say this is going to quelch um, this first of all is free speech issue. Secondly, it's also whether whether or not it's going to have a cooling effect. A chilling if you will. effect, as they say. Yeah, that's right. Uh, against the donations, and they have to weigh the need of the state for information against the potential that its disclosure could make people nervous to join an advocacy group. Well, because these advocacy groups. Are charitable groups right? And California has a, a history right now, uh, a short term, of trying to make other things that have not been public public. For example, people who signed a recall petition. There was a bill in the legislature that if I decided I wanted to sign the recall Gavin Newsom petition, 
that information would be public. Yes. And that's not anyone's business. I mean, I, I, I would think. The, the only reason it would become business or an important where we have this test where you would have to weigh their need for information is just to verify signatures right. for purpose of the petition, whether or not it got enough signatures to get on the ballot, yeah, right? But, but they wouldn't but have th- to make it public. That's right. It would be a gover- It would be like an agency looking at it and you, verifying. You know who sponsored the bill? A guy who got recalled. <laughs> was, oh, really? He was a little angry, but it died in the legislature, thank goodness. So, yeah. So this all what this case does is it also brings up a landmark 1958 civil rights case that involved um, an NAACP. Okay. okay? And why is this so important right now? Because the Supreme Court is actually challenging a lot of the old cases or distinguishing a lot of the old cases that are precedents. Yes. I remember that uh, – can't remember her name now. Uh, Kagan uh, wrote wrote a dissenting opinion that said, "Hey, you guys are going against a precedent-setting case. What are you doing here?" Right? Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, when she lost, I mean, her side that she wanted did not win. She was concerned about the precedent, and I'm thinking to myself, "That's not the issue. The issue is the law. What does the law say? What was the intent of the legislators? I mean, intent is is gone, dead and gone in many cases. What do you think about that? Am I wrong? No, I think that in cases that involve the laws versus case law, right. that you're absolutely right. You have to be looking at maybe both, uh, both the legislative intent and the case law. Right. But what is happening is that Supreme Courts in the past have come up with this decision and it's like supposed to be, uh, you know, this is the fine line right here. This is it. And they're now either distinguishing from past decisions or they're even overruling. Or they can also, you know, affirm that Or put that a different case. twist on it. Yeah, yes. Change or, the, or affirm it. Yeah, change you the know? phase of it a little bit. Yeah. So I think you're thinking of Sotomayor, too. Recently, yes. Sotomayor, Sotomayor. sorry. That, I'm sorry. That's, that's right. what I meant. I, I apologize. Yeah. No, that's yeah. all right. But yeah. Sotomayor is the one that said, hey, you just you guys just overturned a precedent that was 78 years old. And the, you and, know? And the other justices said, oh, well. They said (laughs) – I think they felt like it was distinguishable. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think they directly came out and said that can't be the law anymore because if they did that, it would hurt their reputation in a way. But things are changing so fast that you always have to interpret things with today's eyes, right? The number of cases, the volume of stuff in the courts and the number that are thrown at the Supreme Court – I think they're doing a good job of getting picky and saying, not mature enough for us. Uh, it's not time for us to look at that case. You guys get this figured out between you. You know, you don't need us to do I mean, I think they're doing a great job at that. I do, too. But the other interesting part about this case is that um, one of the organizations um, prompted some Democratic lawmakers in this case to ask for uh, Coney Barrett, Amy Coney Barrett, Justice, um, not to hear this case and be a part of it. She should be disqualified. So they asked her to disqualify her and, uh, herself and sit out. And that's because there was a, there's a connection between her and the main um, uh, political arm, if you will, to this um, agency. And they also spent about a million dollars to help get her on the Supreme Court, which could be looked at as being, you know, causing bias. But she didn't sit out. Good for she her. didn't sit out. She stood up and she is sitting there and she participated in the arguments. And the arguments were looking like the Supreme Court was going to 
you know, strike down this disclosure rule. Do you think they'll have a televised Supreme Court? Is it going to be audio feed only? I mean, some cases they'll allow an audio feed, but very, very rarely do you even see a picture from inside the Supreme Court unless it's on a movie set that somebody made up. But what about what about televising that argument? What would you think about that? I I think it's a good idea. I do, too. I I think that transparency in the law is always a good idea. It's the people's business. Yes. And with Zoom. Uh, or video conferencing that happens. Remember, that's the Supreme Court has been doing that type of oral arguments before them having it videotaped. And remember the person that didn't realize they were on and went to the restroom. <laughs> yes, and then the other guy, the other guy that was on, and turned, had the cat meme on. Yes. <laughs> oh, that wasn't before the Supreme Court, but it was so no, into it. It'll be funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. It was funny, and um, so we could see like a Brady Bunch Supreme Court. I think that'd be cool. I actually like that idea a yeah, lot. I do too. Because you get so much out of their facial expressions, out of the questions they ask. Um, you can tell whether they're being impatient or if they're just trying to truly flesh it out and get more you know, information. But sometimes there's a tone to the voice and to the face where you go, ooh. I- where you're going, wow, he's trying to make this point. Right. And you get what they're doing. I think any time that the public can see that process happening and be a part of that process, I think it's better than it being behind closed doors. Because when the U.S. Supreme Court remains a mystery, then it's not like from the like the people's princess. Do you right. know what I the, mean? The it's credibility, not, not the credibility is diminished if you don't know the process. If you just say, well, let's take this to the mountain and see what Zeus says. But I think people would rather be in there and listen to the arguments and see what happens. And then when the ruling comes out, they at least understand the process. That's so true. And what's interesting also about this particular case is there are three other states that have the same ban, or not ban, the same rule of disclosure. And so even though it's only California before the Supreme Court right now, the import is going to be as against three more states. It will spread out, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so if it is – if the rule is – denied by the Supreme Court saying, no, you can't do this, then it's going to impact three other states. So other states are watching this extremely closely to find out what's going to go on. That's a lot of power we give them, isn't it? It is. And I really like, you know, I like the Supreme Court. And then we're going to talk next hour about some of the procedural issues that get up to the Supreme Court. And the procedural issues in some ways are more important than the substantive issues because it goes all ways. The, the justices do not fall along any kind of ideological grounds at all. It goes all over the place. Hmm. So we're going to talk about some fun things. So stay with, with us for our third hour, and we will be back. Thanks for listening to us. As Denise said, we've got another hour to go here on Radio Law Talk. You're welcome to call us. You know the number, and you're welcome to email us info at radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. Hold on. been listening to radiolawtalk.com a copyrighted presentation of radio law talk incorporated
Constitution is amazing. It's full of what's called negative rights, designed to protect us from the corrupt powers of a dictatorship. Like our right to worship our own God, not some official state religion. Our right to prevent the government from seizing our property without paying fair market value for it. Or our right to be tried by a jury of our peers, people like us, not by some star tribunal. And that's why America has become the richest, most just society in the world. Other countries force so-called positive rights onto their citizens. These enable one group to take from another group their free speech, money, and choice by using government force. Socialists love wielding this power over people. Sometimes we take our freedoms for granted, but we can lose our Bill of Rights and our Constitution and become like Venezuela or North Korea. Failed, brutal socialist regimes. We need your help to spread the good news about our amazing U.S. Constitution. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.